Welcome back to Content to Cashflow with Olivia Lee. In today's episode, I'll be sharing seven biggest lessons I've learned as an agency owner. I first founded an agency after my couple of opportunities joining a startup companies, growing it together with a team, starting a few e-commerce brands, and then realizing my passion lies in content marketing and social media. I love that the internet opens up the world for us to connect with new people and enables us to share our message globally. And I was able to grow my agency in the DMV area as the number one fastest growing six-figure digital marketing agency in 2019. So number one, I cannot say this enough. Automation is key. I'm sure you're tired of hearing this over and over from different entrepreneurs, but you know what? It is true. Automation saved my life. It saved so much of my time and it basically saved my business. And to be specific, ClickFunnels and Stripe saved so much of my time. Before I discovered ClickFunnels and integrated it with Stripe, I was basically driving all day from morning to night, driving to each of my clients for onboarding meetings, follow-up meetings, to pick up the checks, everything I was basically operating my business in my car. And there were also miscommunication where I drive 30 minutes to the location and the owner's not there or they don't have the checkbook with them. So I would have to come back the next day, etc. After integrating ClickFunnels and Stripe into my business, I no longer have to physically drive myself to have a meeting with a client. Number two. Track your expenses and mileage from the very beginning. I had to go back all the way to the beginning of the establishment of my LLC to track my expenses and try or attempt to track my mileage. Our attention span is so much shorter than we think. And when we say, oh, I'll write this down later. Oh, I'll I'll save this receipt for later to write off for the business. You'll forget. I mean, I did almost all the times. So what helped me with that is QuickBook. And no, this episode is not sponsored by any of these companies and services that I'm mentioning, but I personally use them and I love them. And I would only recommend the services and the businesses that I use on a daily basis to you guys, so no worries. My friend Maria, who is the founder of M Arts and Designs LLC, told me all about QuickBooks and how she uses QuickBooks to track her expenses and her mileage to be able to support the taxing season. And Maria, love you and thank you so much because I use QuickBooks for everything. It's so easy because you can log into your bank account and track your spending And then mark it as either a personal purchase, business purchase, if it's a business purchase, which category it is, and it can track your mileage. It is amazing. Number three, look for passion when you hire and trust your team with your heart. I really believe that creativity comes from passion. And that's why when you hire your team or look for people, um, interns or freelancers, etc., You want to be with people who believe in your message, who believe in the mission of your business. For example, my team, my gifted team. Hi, Abigail. Hi, Javier. (laughs) I love my team. With certain people, when you have a conversation with them, you can kind of figure out what drives them. Is it the money? Is it the impact? 
Is it the relationships, etc.? In my team, I can confidently say that first of all, all three of us are ENFPs. So we have a lot of, you know, rainbows and sunshine moments. We have quite a few squirrel moments, but we believe in this one vision to be able to help young entrepreneurs discover their gift and turn it into a successful business online. Four, more doesn't mean better. Learn to let go of people sometimes. And when I'm talking about people, that could be employees, team, or clients in my case. I was starting to get my name out more and more in the local area. More business owners were referring my business and my service to their friends, their fellow business owners, etc. And even my friends were referring my service to their friends who own a local business. And after six months or so, I had almost 20 clients of my own that I was managing on my own. More clients, better is what I thought. Eh, wrong. Because I had less time, I had absolutely no life, and I felt like I had no friends. I was trying to squeeze out creativity instead of establishing a system and replicating it. That should be the core focus of a business instead of trying to come up with something unique and different for each and every one of them. I honestly thought having a system and replicating it was cheating because I'm like, that's so easy. It's kind of like copy and pasting. That's not really fair for my clients. I want to come up with a separate and unique solution for each and every one of them. No, if you have a core system that works and you replicate it, it's bound to work for your clients as well. So I would say it's important to focus on one similar category at a time. For me, example, I loved working with people in the food industry because I love food. And in addition to my marketing services, a lot of my clients always gave me so much free food which I loved. If you know me in real life or know me online for quite some time, you know that I'm a very friendly and optimistic person at most times. So the pattern would be me onboarding a client and client and I becoming friends. And I thought that was awesome, right? All of my clients had my personal phone number. They could reach out to me and we were friends. But it's a double-edged sword when you become friends with your clients. My phone was literally always blowing up. Okay, not literally, figuratively. My phone was always blown up with text messages and calls from my clients about the updates that they need to make on Google Business, on their menu, social media, etc. instead of keeping the boundaries and emailing me. So I think it's good to keep the boundary because friendship and business relationship can be very different. Number five, hitting my first $10,000 a month and what that really looked like. Ooh, the glorious moment of hitting the first 10K month in business. You think it's all glorious and fancy. I'm popping some champagne. No, not, not at all. Not even close. I still vividly remember the moment when I hit the 10K month. It was almost near midnight. And I was manifesting my first 10K a month by carrying around this blank fake check that I printed out from Google, which had 10K written on it. And I was $1,000 short. 
I was envisioning me holding that last thousand dollars that completed the 10k month for me because hitting that first 10k month would be the biggest milestone for me as a 24 year old who started a marketing agency. I was running on two hours of sleep, but I was also so desperate because that was the last day of the month. And there was only an hour left until midnight. And I needed that extra $1,000 in order to say I hit my first 10K month. If the deposit was an hour late, it would be a $9,000 month. And the $1,000 would roll over to the next month. At least that's how I thought of it. So I waited. I envisioned me already having that $1,000. If you're all about law of attraction and manifestation like I am, you know what I'm talking about. And almost, almost near midnight, I think it was like 11.54 or something like that, I got a ding in my email, I open it, and voila! Direct transfer of $1,250. Oh my gosh, I just hit my 10k month! I still can't forget that moment. It's so vivid in my head. I thought I was going to be screaming out of joy, but I was just speechless. And after I stared at the screen for what felt like eternity, streams of tears started to roll down my face. Because that first $10,000 that I hid in my business, that was not an easy process. For many years, I was throwing myself into this entrepreneurship journey, trying to launch different e-commerce brands, trying to be part of different startups, trying different businesses, trying business partnerships that ended up falling apart, many ups and downs, many small successes and failures. But I was never able to hit that $10,000 a month. And that was my biggest goal. I think the average hours that I slept a night was like two to three hours and and if I slept five hours, I would call that a very, very, very good day. And that is not healthy. I still have pictures, but me from that time was just almost skeletal because I was not eating and I have like bags down to my chin. But now that I look back to it, all the processes, all the tears and sweat that went into that whole journey makes it all worth it. And that's the moment that taught me it's possible. Being an entrepreneur is kind of like being on a roller coaster. You have some good months and bad months and another good month and a bad month, etc. But once you hit the number that you've never hit before, that's the moment of realization when you think to yourself, wow, this is really possible. It's not just another success story that I read online. I've done it. And if I can do it, other people can do it too. And that takes me to number six. Doing things that made me uncomfortable actually made me stronger. And you might have heard this many times before as well, but it's true. Me, for example, I am an introvert at heart. I need me time in order to recharge. I would rather stay home and watch Netflix than to go out to a bar or clubbing with friends. Fun fact, I never went clubbing before. And what I learned from running an agency is that the things that made me most uncomfortable were door-to-door -door marketing, cold calling, and talking to strangers. So guess what I did? I did all three of them. And it was very scary. Terrifying. My routine went something like this. I would drive to a new town with a lot of local businesses that I've never been inside before, stay in the car, meditate for a little bit, 
and then cry for 15 minutes because I was so scared of the thought of talking to strangers and then meditating for a little bit more, drying out my tears, and then getting out of the car, closing the door, and just doing it. From all of that experiences, I learned that in order to get over your fear, instead of planning to be perfect, you just got to do it. You just got to jump in it and learn from there. Because door-to-door marketing, yes, it was terrifying. But once I went inside the store and asked for the owner, it was easy from there. I would get so many no's. I can't even count how many times I got rejected. But every no that I heard, I reminded myself, oh, right, I am one step closer to the next yes. And you know what? I'm able to pat myself on the shoulder for having that optimistic mindset and keep going. Because the thought of doing that still terrifies me. And I don't think I can do it now. You know, the internet kind of spoiled me, right? I don't ever have to do door-to-door marketing ever because I got the sales funnels and the payment gateway to take care of everything. But the fact that I did that and the fact that I closed a lot of them, it's ironic how some of the clients that I felt closest with, I closed them during my door-to-door marketing. So we were complete strangers when they became my client. So that was a very treasuring and rewarding experience for me that brought me to a lot of the good relationships and networks that I ended up having in my life. And lastly, number seven, and I think this is the most important part, you need a big heart and a desire to want to help people. If you're an agency owner, you're ultimately helping someone else's business grow. And if you're a coach, course creator, you're also creating a product That is supposed to give someone value, knowledge, and results. And without a big heart and desire to want to help people, you can't really do that. If you're an agency owner, coach, or course creator, or an entrepreneur in general, we're a problem identifier. But it doesn't just end there. If we're able to identify the problem, we have to be able to provide a solution to people who need that help. Maybe that's in a form of a service or a product or a course or a podcast. If you're listening to this episode, especially all the way to the end, I know that you have a big heart. You want to make a positive impact in the world. And I have so much respect for you. And I'm here with you virtually to hold your hand and encourage you on. So I just wanted to remind you that you're not alone and know that you're amazing. So that's it with today's episode where I shared seven biggest lessons I've learned as an agency owner. Automation is key, tracking your expenses and mileage from the very beginning, looking for passion when you hire and trusting your team. More doesn't mean better and you have to sometimes learn to let go of people. Hitting the first 10k month and what it really looked like isn't that glorious as people envision. Doing things that made me uncomfortable actually made me stronger. And to keep your business sustainable, you need a big heart and desire to want to help people. Come back next week to hear all about my secret formula on social media to turn strangers into followers and your current followers to fall in love with you. So that's it with today's episode on Content to Cashflow with Olivia Lee. And I will see you next week. Bye bye.